hi there, little boy. What's your name? Uh, my name's Glenn. Glenn. Okay, Glenn with two N's, specifically two N's. What? Uh, what, what do you want for Christmas? To, to, come on, hurry up. There's people waiting. I, I want... Uh, I want my grandmother to come see us. We haven't seen Grandma in a while. I'm a grandma's boy. Well, grandma's grandma. probably dead, so uh, uh, how about you move along? No, she's in the she's in the mountains. She's exploring. Okay, it sounds like she's dead. So uh, yeah, spoiler spoiler alert: uh, your grandma's probably dead. Oh, <sighs> the Fallen podcast contains spoilers for Bad Santa. You have been warned. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your silly Santee friend, Miguel Magusto. Oh, fudge. But I didn't say fudge. Oh. I said the big one, the F-dash-dash-dash-word. <laughs> I'm wearing a Christmas sweater that has Funs? Ralphie from, from uh, Christmas Story on it. <laughs> Everyone but you sense. got that joke because yeah. you can't see me right now. <laughs> you did tell me you were going to be wearing different sweaters, but yes. I can't picture them uh, until I see the podcast. So yes. that's, that's fun. Yes, uh, I'm doing? in a I'm in a little get up myself. I'm wearing the uh, the holiday oh, colors. Look at you. You like that? I you do. Like that? I don't see it, but I like it. Yeah, uh, the hat's got to come off though. It's a little too toasty. In oh, you had a hat. Uh, I don't have any hats. Lucky bastard. Uh, but I'm doing okay. The holidays are here, baby. Yes. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. <sighs> joyous Kwanzaa and any other ones that mm. I missed and don't know about. Happy all those things. Boxing Day for you Canadians and Brits, I believe, also celebrate that. Mm. Yeah, they're doing something. Uh, happy Probably New something with Tesco know. or, I don't know, Tesco meal deals Tesco? or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? No idea. How you doing, though? <sighs> uh, God, I am... Uh, I'm for some reason uh, a couple months later I'm still struggling with car issues. Uh let me let me tell you about my day that I had <laughs> it's 2 months ago. Definitely not cuz we're recording this the day definitely, before Halloween. Definitely not today. This was definitely 2 months ago basically. Yeah. Um yeah, so like today started out absolutely crazy. Uh I still don't have a car so I had to ride my bike that I bought 2 years ago and never actually rid to work. Um which That's by the hike. way it, it is 10 miles. Yep, I'm tired just thinking about it. Yeah, luckily it's an assisted bike, like an e-bike, <laughs> mm-hmm. where it, there's levels to how fast you want it to go for you. Um, started off, I started riding it, flat tires. Had to go to Wawa, pump the tires. Then after that, there was it was it's been raining all the last two days. Yeah. So may just I, I'm may getting, I interject? Please do. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't live in a place that has Wawa, if you use the car uh, tire pumps to blow up your bike pumps your your mm. uh, bike wheels people hate you that's all right so i i was i had flat tires so i'm not fuck saying anybody that else. i'm not saying that it's wrong i'm just saying that people will hate you if yeah. you are taking up the bike the 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 pump yeah. spot <laughs> yeah luckily there was nobody else getting air or wanted to get air that's as good. i did that's good but, yeah uh the the 
pump that I had at home was not working, so I mm-hmm. had to I had to walk a mile with my bike to get to the Wawa to do that. And then I got wet ass from all of the the wet leaves and everything riding on top of them to get to work. So mm-hmm. I've had a doozy of a fucking day. And then I couldn't even ride my bike back to work. I had to get a ride because it was raining on my way back home. That was like two months ago. I'm not I'm not still hurting over it. <laughs> anyway, that was my day so far. Yes. Um, how was your day? <laughs> my day, is that how you're using your two minutes, by the way? Yep, pretty okay. much. My day was uh, pretty good, uh, except for about uh, two hours ago, I fell down the stairs while holding my, my boy. Oh. Uh, not the newborn, because he's not alive yet at the time of recording this. Oh, yeah. Uh, so so the, the two and a half year old. Uh, Are you luckily, both okay? he, I got a, a slightly banged up. Uh, uh, my the walls in my house are plaster. My elbow still somehow went through one of them. Jesus, uh, <laughs> not not as far as it would have if it was drywall. But there's there's an obvious dent, and uh, my elbow hurts. And then my knee went into the banister of my staircase. Oh God. Yeah. So that hurt more than than the, the actual uh, the wall plowing of a wall yeah uh but and and my boy's perfectly fine he didn't get hurt that's good how uh, once i put him down because you know you had to kill him no no oh. <laughs> put him down on the ground he he ran away and hid he went like this like uh covering his face with his eye uh, his hands i see that yeah um because uh he, he's he's an adorable baby boy and i mm. screamed really loud in his his ear probably because uh yeah I, I hurt myself, so I made sure yeah. he knew it wasn't his fault or anything. So uh, he started laughing at me. So <laughs> everything See, was fine. Started stealing my boy. ice packs and everything. Uh, but then I watched uh, a few movies this week. Um, mm-hmm. First, we have uh, uh, Friday, uh, Five Night at Freddy's. We have a review for that on the YouTube. Yep. You also watched that. I did. Uh, so you could go over there to check that out. Uh, then I watched um, the uh, Wes Anderson released a series of short films based on uh, writings of Roald Dahl. Uh, mm. there's four of them, the rat catcher, the wonderful story of Henry sugar poison and the swan. Those are all on Netflix. Uh, all pretty good. Uh, especially if you like Wes Anderson, um, you know, they're very Wes Anderson esque. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like them. I rewatched, I lost my body, which is one of my favorite animated films. I, I saw that. Um, Cause, uh, Dev Patel is in a lot of the the Wes Anderson shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does the English dub of I Lost My Body. Um, yeah. So I, I rewatched that. And then I watched Bad Santa, which we're going to get into right now. When it came to holiday spirit, Willie's never had it. It's not real. Well, it was real. I got sick and all the hair fell out. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman that wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? No, it was her sister. Oh, no. Where's your sleigh? It's in the shop. Where's the reindeer? I stable them. Where's the stable? Next to the shop. How do they sleep? Are you messing with me? There's something about the guy that makes me uneasy. Now, a hopeless kid. Wedgie. And a Santa nobody liked. Are teaching each other a lesson. Is that your underwear? Part of it. Where the hell's the rest of it? Actually, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Billy Bob Thornton. Bernie Mac. Tony Cox. Bad Santa. I beat up some kids today, but it's for a purpose. Made me feel good about myself. You need many years of therapy. A miserable con man and his partner pose as Santa and his little helper to rob department stores on Christmas Eve. But they run into problems when the con man becomes friends with a troubled kid. Uh, directed by Terry Zwigoff, written by Glenn Ficarra and Jean Requa, and 
uh, ghostwritten by the Coen brothers, uh, starring Billy Bob Thornton, Bernie Mac, Lauren Graham, John Ritter, Tony Cox, Brett Kelly, uh, and others who are part of this. I picked this essentially because it is one of those movies that people are always surprised I hadn't seen before. Uh, it's very popular f- f- uh, for reasons we will probably get into. Um, and it just never really appealed to me until I found out that the Coen brothers ghost uh, wrote on it, uh, you know, doing some rewrites and everything and were executive producers. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. And so that is why I picked it. Uh, and this is definitely a strange one to try to get into the holiday spirit with. Um, of course it's about a, an alcoholic, uh, who is a con man and uh, plays Santa and curses at kids and everything, and yet somehow, for the most part, everyone is fine and no one punches him in the face. Uh, He's the spirit animal we all hope to be, but never will be because we have self-pride. <laughs> I don't hope to be him ever. I don't either. He, I he just, seems some like people a, probably relate. Not I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I relate to the, the misan- misanthropy, misanthropy part, the mm. not liking people part of it. Yeah. Um, but obviously not to his extent. He doesn't need to be doing this. Uh, yeah. So he's just, I don't know. It just kind of, I feel like. But this, he's got to be supporting his alcoholism. Yeah. This came out in 2003, uh, just a short two years after 9-11, when mm-hmm. everyone was kind of cynical, uh, like at their cynical peak. We're cynical now for different reasons, but I feel like. Back then, it was just like, what's even the point of anything? Um, <laughs> and now it's just like, hey, what's even the point of anything? Let's get uh, drunk and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so different kinds of cynicism and nihilism. Mm. Uh, um, and uh, so, it's, I don't know. It's just a weird movie that I don't know if I really liked that much. Um, okay, okay. It had its moments, uh, but it's definitely a movie that has aged and not for... Uh, you know, being offensive. It's not, it's barely even offensive. This, how he talks in this is how people talk to each other all the time now. Yeah, uh, pretty much. So it's just like, I don't know. It doesn't have the same it's, effect, I feel, that it probably did in 2003. It's not necessarily like offensive to, I mean, there's, there's some words that get thrown around that some people would get offended by, but yeah, I don't think they obviously. would. Um, it's vulgar. Vulgar is definitely yeah. the word uh, I would throw in there. It's, well, vulgar vulgar is offensive to certain groups of people. Yeah, well, um, they can be offended. <laughs> yeah, but, but like even it's not even vulgar for for most people now. It's just yeah. how people talk yeah. since the if, internet if became you're ever mainstream. In a, if you're ever in a Discord session, I'm sure you're going to hear most of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is uh, throwing back to what I said last week. This is a movie my uh, my parents played all the time. Around the holiday season, I've watched. I can't even tell you how many times. Mm-hmm. It it was a lot. There's there's records being broken out there, uh, not because I wanted to watch it, just because it was on and they just turned it on. That's how cable worked, kids. They just turned something on. So it yeah. was either this or between Christmas Story or uh, Elf or just any of those other ones. Nightmare Before Christmas, even. This is one of the ones that get wrapped around that. I just I can't even watch anymore. It's it's super hard. <laughs> it's yeah. su- it's it's just uh it's a whole thing. I could barely watch it this time, so I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean watch, it watching it back, I mean it it was fine to rewatch it, but I I will not watch it for probably another decade again. Yeah. Cuz it's it's been 
a decade since, or no, it's been two decades since, Jesus Christ. It's been yeah, it two decades since it came out. 20 years ago. I might have watched it last somewhere 2010, <laughs> I think. But I'm okay with not watching it for another decade. Um, not yeah. that it's bad. Not that it's bad in any way. It was, it was fun for the most part. Kind of, Kind of nice to see a movie that was so... I guess carefree and and like I said, vulgar. A lot of movies back then were both carefree and vulgar. They mm-hmm. weren't worrying about upsetting anybody. They were just making a movie just to make a movie. And this was one of those movies for sure. Yeah, the I don't have a problem with like vulgarity or anything because when done right, it can be really funny. Yeah, uh, I think back then, um, the world was. I mean, this is this is before the big internet boom. Mm-hmm. Which was probably like 2005, 2006, whenever YouTube came around, is probably yeah, when roughly. when it really blew up. Um, uh, and that's like also three or four the, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I think a lot of uh, younger listeners uh, might not realize that it you the world used to be publicly more quote unquote pure. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, you know, people didn't really curse in public that much unless they were, you know, drunk or, uh, you know, in a or fight New or New Yorkers. Or New Yorkers. Uh, and now everyone does, which I, again, don't have a problem with. I think the idea of cursing in itself is stupid. Uh, it's it's based in xenophobia. Every, well, I think you're fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck you. Uh, every every uh, curse word that the English language has derives from Germanic origin, uh, whereas words that mean similar things of Latin origin are not curse words. So mm-hmm. it really does come from xenophobia to, to some extent. There were movies back then that would just do this to be funny. And then 20 years later, it's really only funny if you're clever with it. And I don't feel like they're clever with this. Uh, like they're just saying shit to say shit. Yeah. Um, and it's it's supposed to be the shock value. But now that we say this shit every day, uh, you got to you know, be clever and witty with how you do it. And I don't think this movie lands that most of the time it does have its moments. Uh, I feel like John Ritter's character, mm-hmm. he was my favorite part because he was really, when he was trying to be politically correct, when talking about uh, Tony Cox's character, Yeah, that's the part I was laughing at the most. Yeah, when he just, he just like, came off as that white guy who's trying to do good. And then yeah, once trying he, to, like rather than just saying a word and then yeah. like, if they correct him being like, Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, the best way to go about it. And then, say, what and, do you think it is? If someone corrects you, you'd be like, okay, sorry. Yeah. And um, then dug himself a hole and then yeah. just jumped in it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, you know, him just kind of going around snooping and, and, trying to be like managerial but really having no power for some reason even though he caught one of them having sex in the the dress rooms which is enough to kick a customer out you know while we're on that scene so it it always pissed me off that they never showed who that was with mm -hmm. him um because they never exactly said it was uh lauren graham's character it's after they met right yeah it is after they met after they had their session yeah uh, in the car um 
but they never showed or to- like said who it was he was doing it with. He said plus size woman. So you always thought he was just banging somebody else. And I looked in the trivia of this and somebody in there finally confirmed that it was her. And now that's relieved for my brain so I can rest And they easy called at night. her a plus size woman or was he just assuming? He was just, this, I guess, assuming it was a plus size woman. Okay. So I, I, I don't know. He just kind of saw ankles. He didn't if, know if, if that was like an assumption or, you know, saying that Lauren Graham is a plus size woman, this country's more fucked than I <laughs> ever thought because she is not a plus size woman well, back, in the least. Back then, she might have been a plus size woman. I, I, don't know. I mean, even back then, not really. She's, yeah. you know, one of. I think this was she in uh that what's that show where she's the mom, uh, Gilmore Girls. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and like she's she's like, I no, don't she's know. she's not at all. She's fit. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but uh, that's why I'm hoping that the filmmakers weren't no, insinuating I, that she is. I, I think um, it was just. Uh, John Ritter, John Ritter's character was just, he just saw ankles and they were in the plus size women's like Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't realize they were in the plus size dressing room. I, I guess um, that's what it was. You didn't really yeah. see, you just saw dressing rooms. So yeah, I, I don't maybe, know. But maybe I, I there always was like thought a he was just quick. banging some other woman that was plus size, but we never saw her. And then, and then they never confirmed that it was her in the dressing yeah. room. They never talked about it at all. <laughs> yeah. So that was driving me crazy for so long. And somebody <laughs> finally confirmed it. Oh, the relief. Um, this movie has a lot of really like weird things going on in it. Like, uh, well, first of all, the first uh, <clears throat> mall that they show them robbing, they get $111,000 and he's yep. dreaming about getting out and all the things he would buy with it. And mm-hmm. the fact that he thinks he could buy or he might have, I don't know what the cost of things were in 2003, but could buy a house and a car and still have money to be like open a successful business for $111,000 made me sad. Well, I mean, like, for sure, like, if you wanted to get a place in a car, like, you could definitely do those things. You could do down then, payments for a place. And then, and a I, car. I mean, I don't even yeah. know if he was just going to straight up buy a place or what he was talking about there, but he yeah. also wanted to get own a bar, which that on its own is yeah. just even well, more. Well, what I'm saying is $111,000 no, is, <laughs> is nowhere near retirement status. Yeah. That he was acting like it was. Yeah. Uh, so but listen, man, yeah. he had the alcohol flowing through his veins. That's true. He wasn't so, thinking clearly. Anything's possible when you can't yeah. feel anything. Um, and, <laughs> and there's just a lot of really weird things. And I know this movie's not supposed to be like, oh, they, it needs to be. But like uh, when when he's kind of taking a break and he's <laughs> going through his voice voicemails. Yeah. Uh, and um, his answering machine, rather. And he gets that one call from him. He's like, hi, uh, you hit my car yesterday. I called your insurance company, and they said they don't have a policy. So why would you give fake insurance but not a fake phone number? Yeah. that's It's it's things that like took me out of it for a second. It, and I, it, it, sh- it shows that he's a piece of shit, but also yeah. the logic of him still giving a number out. Yeah, maybe it's like showing that he's just kind of stupid. Yeah. Uh, which he is. He is kind of stupid. I guess it was just um, trying to paint the picture that he was a bad person. But yeah, through yeah. not it's, out in public, just through voicemails through yeah, other people. I mean, it's it's a nitpick for sure because it's not this yeah. movie's not the kind of movie that's supposed to be picked apart. But that really kind of there's a I, lot I of about nitpicks that for about this movie. Yeah. There's there's so many like cut details and just wardrobe details and just many things that like you'll Disgusting notice. Disgusting booger makeup. Booger makeup, and then in one shot it's there, and then the next shot it's not. Yeah, like uh, the fact that uh, Lauren Graham was abs- banging nothing while they were in the car. She was literally just on the seat, and the Santa hat was like on the 
like headrest part, I think. So it was just her in the car. Billy Bob yeah. Thornton wasn't in there <laughs> at all. I didn't notice um, that, but yeah, like you don't notice it first. In contract. But uh, so like when I was when I was originally watching this, I was uh, I was making money, shall we just say? Um, and then when I got home, I, I had to kind of rewatch a part, and I had to kind of skip forward, and it got like Pluto does ads, so it would only let you fast forward so far. So like I had to rewatch that scene right before it went to the ads, and like I rewatched the scene, I'm like he's not even in that fucking car. It's just her in the <laughs> car seat. <laughs> that's yeah. that's insane. But there's just there's so many nitpicks about this movie. You could just run through it all. Like he changes shirts and all that shirt or shit. And uh, yeah, it's not that type of movie. So no normal person besides you know us or any other uh, critiques are gonna really pick it apart. But uh, we can't really pick it apart. It's not that type of movie to pick apart like that. Yeah. Um, it's it's just a just a vulgar. You know, one thing I do want to say that I want to I want to get your opinion on. Sure. Um, so when uh, Thurman Merman is getting bullied by these kids, did you ever think for a second that uh, some forty one was ever in a movie like the band? <laughs> like those kids look like them or they looked exactly like some 41 man yeah i i could see them designing the characters after some 41 because <laughs> some 41 I, i'm pretty sure was around yeah they definitely were because i remember i heard about them in sixth grade and that was 2001 2002 so they're definitely around at this so, point so yeah, i just i just want to put um, a picture of the kid who looked like the lead singer of some 41 and the kid that was in the movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, remember, was, I'll yeah. try to remember to do that. But it's, uh, but it's yeah, <laughs> like when, when that was happening, I kept thinking like this. This kid reminds me of someone. You nailed it. Like that's, yeah, it's that's exactly, exactly what it is. it's just yeah. that guy and then a bunch of band <laughs> members. And but it's just a bunch of kids. It's not even them. Oh, obviously, it's I was going to sing a Sum Forty One song, but I can't remember it. I don't want to waste my, my time. time. It's not whatever. I haven't listened to Sum Forty One. Too deep, them too. Yes, I'm into deep and I'm trying to all the thong songs in my head that I'm trying to remember the lyrics. My favorite song of theirs is like from their last album. Their um, last album. Oh, wow. One of, I don't know if it is. It's, it, they broke up. I don't know if they got back together after this, but they broke up after they re, uh, recorded it. Um, but I. Uh, okay. So, yeah, the, the band. The, uh, oh, they have a lot. Chuck, it's from Chuck. Chuck, um, we're, all, we're all to blame. Yeah, <laughs> that was after I, this movie came out. Hey, I stopped listening to pop punk. Yeah, probably two thousand three, two thousand four, and then moved on to metal. And yeah, I get... listen to both now, but like you know, when you're a teenager, you hyper focus on something. Yeah, and don't and kind of ignore everything else. So that was I transitioned into heavier stuff, and now I'm kind of like whatever. They uh, got but, a lot of great um, songs, but yeah, we're all to blame in this movie. That's they all are. I'm saying. <laughs> How dare you bully Thurman Merman? Thurman Merman, man. Thurman Merman. Uh, yeah. Also, no fault to the kid, but ever since I watched this in 2003, to this very day, this kid has annoyed the living fuck out of me. And that's his purpose in the movie. He's supposed Thurman to be... Thurman Merman? Yeah, man. No fault to the actual dude. No fault to him. He did his job. He did it really good. But holy hell, he... Like, that's his purpose in this movie, was to just burn yeah. my retinas out. I always hate it in movies where there's, like, a fat kid character, and they yeah. never get him clothes that fit correctly. 
mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's making him into a joke, which yeah. is such like an old Especially way of with thinking. the short shorts and everything. Too. Yeah, the short shorts because they made like when my dad was a fat kid growing up, mm-hmm. uh, he said that they didn't really make clothes in his size. But the time that I was a kid, and I'm older than this kid is, yeah, they made clothes in in bigger sizes. I was never. When I was a kid, I was never as big as he is. I'm probably, you know, proportionally that big now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm also taller, though, so I, I think I carry it better. But, like, they, th- when I was a kid, they made clothes that fit. So, like, it, it's just, it's to me obvious that the director's been like, let's make, let's make this fat kid look funny. Well, it was uh, also which, around this time is when we were wearing a lot of baggier clothes, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, but he's also supposed to be like a pariah. Yeah. Uh, so he's not supposed to be in with the the crowd. Um, yeah. Um, but unless well, he had grown weight really fast or gained weight really fast, I don't think he would. His parents, uh, who like while being kind of negligent, seemed to actually love him. His grandma and his his dad, who was in prison, I don't think that they would have you know bought clothes for him that didn't fit. Well, um, there was there would be a kind of thing like. Um, Bigger kids, when they're younger, kind of get picked on for you know their weight, obviously. So they normally they kind of they <laughs> they kind of wear. I was also a foot taller than everyone, so no one yeah. really wanted to mess with me. Yeah, but uh, m- most I shall say, yeah, that uh, they kind of wear bigger clothes to kind of hide the fact that they are bigger. I um, yeah, that that is but accurate. That for is true. for for him, he's kind of so innocent that he doesn't like everybody picks on him, but he doesn't really give a shit, and he's in, he's in his own yeah. world. So not that, you know, these guys, you know, thought maybe that far ahead. They were just kind of, oh, let's give him really small clothes and just yeah, really point out of all, his, all his flaws and just let him be in his own entity. Yeah, I'm, I'm more just mad at, like, adults making the kid the butt of the joke yeah. uh, beyond, you know, personality. Like, if, mm-hmm. if a kid's playing a character and the character's personality is funny, that's one thing. But when it's a physical thing that the kid more or less doesn't really have any control over it. Like, yes, well, technically he has control over it, but it's like yeah. losing weight's hard. It's even harder when you're a kid. Especially and, after this movie. I can only imagine how much shit he probably got after it. Yeah, exactly. And that's where my mind was at. It was just like, they they did not have this kid's best interest in mind when they made no. him wear that. Um, so, and, you know, I probably wouldn't even think that way if I wasn't a fat kid growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I was like six feet tall by the time I was 12, so I always carried it pretty <laughs> well. Um, but I, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm always, I, admittedly, probably over overly sensitive to stuff like that, but it's just, I, I was uh, feeling for the kid with that. Yeah. And, uh, but it seems to be like he's still acting, I think. He's definitely, he's in the sequel that came out, which I haven't seen, which obviously. Which I'm glad you mentioned, because um, I had no fucking idea that there was a sequel until I... <laughs> was looking yeah. on uh, IMDb for this and then that popped up I'm like uh, excuse me yeah i'd i'd be interested to watch it just to see how it changes uh 13 years later um oh he's in that trick or treat movie that we yeah uh, the, the one that we almost had for uh, yeah. spectacular spooktober uh yeah and he's he's done a lot he's he's still doing stuff i'm i'm happy for him mm-hmm. um you know so it didn't seem to mess him up too bad. And he's in the sequel of, of Bad Santa. Yeah, so, uh, so kept going with it. Yeah, it, it seems like it didn't really affect him too much, if at all. Again, I could be overly sensitive to it, but 
Mm-hmm. I just know what it's like to be a fat kid growing up, and uh, yeah, don't really want people to make it harder than it already is. Even though I had it better than most fat kids because I was tall too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I'm not a huge fan of this movie. I wouldn't outright say it was bad. It did have some pretty funny moments. Uh, it had it's... some. We yeah. did it at the same time. There's super random moments too. Yes, yeah, like like what what was with uh, AJ um, Naidu or Naidu? Yeah, N- Naidu, uh, like just coming I'm, up to was, him and saying I'm not. I'm gay assuming and, that he was a closeted homosexual. Well, yeah, I got that, but like, what was the point? There wasn't one exactly. Uh, it was more just a segue of trying to get the kid and Santa like in cahoots, I guess. Yeah, there's better ways they could have done it. Like they could have. Um, yeah, it was super random, and then nothing happened with it after. Yeah. Like it could have been like an ongoing joke of like maybe they kept running into each other. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, I thought I thought that would have been funny. And this like is the, after Office Space, so like people around this time would have recognized him from Office Space. Yeah, like I, I um, think, I think the scene was funny, but it was just very random, and nothing happened after yes, that. If if it had come up later, yeah, uh, like I, I, I overall really like the story of this. But if it, if he had like been rude and unintentionally helped people, like he said something to that guy that made him realize he's in the closet and needs to come out and everything. Uh, yeah. Not not even trying to help him, just kind of being an asshole. Yeah. But like this whole tough love thing, and then he came back later and and helped, Bo- uh, Billy Bob Thornton in in, in a situation, uh, mm-hmm. and be like, what you said really helped me. That that would have made sense. Uh, maybe it been a little cheesy, but like at least yeah. it wouldn't have been just completely random with a relatively well known actor of the time. Um. And then just nothing come of it. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's. There's not too much uh, going on. John Ritter, he died. He died like right before they finished this movie, didn't he? Yeah, um, he died while filming his uh, show Eight Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, mm. which then later, after he died, was just like uh, Eight Simple Rules. Um, he died like while like while he was in this trailer filming when they were filming that or whatever, um, and that was around the time that this was coming out. So I think he died probably a few months before that, uh, and that's why he's uh, in the credits, um, you know, in memoriam for memoriam. Yeah, uh, but yeah, John Ritter. I feel like he, he had a great comedic oh yeah uh, sense to him that I feel like a lot of people because he died relatively young and is mainly known for uh, um, Three's Company. Didn't mm-hmm. really get to share as much as he probably could have, uh, but yeah, he's hilarious. I, 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 he's my one of my favorite parts in this. Um, Bernie Mac was surprisingly, I don't want to say unfunny, but like I expected more from him. He was, uh, his character was one note. So yes, I, it was the character. Not I, so much I know him. he's got, he, he's got range. Oh yeah, it, well, I, I love Bernie Mac. He's yeah. one of my favorite comedic, my, my favorites par with him other than all the absolutely random shit that he did like eating the oranges just like just chowing mm-hmm. down on fucking oranges slugging some laxative water um <laughs> but the one thing that that i actually fucking laughed out loud when he did it totally accidental but when he's like frisking this kid for the video games that he's stealing yeah he takes it he takes it out of the kid's pants and he goes to throw it back onto the shelf and it lands 
perfectly back on the shelf like like he would just find it on the shelf like that yeah and i started laughing because i'm like damn he fucking nailed that and then (laughs) the very next shot they put it so it's like off kilter on the shelf i'm like no man why would you ruin that he fucking nailed that that? um but Uh. that part that part had me laughing pretty hard for no reason it's just i was like i didn't expect him to make that that was pretty sick yeah he was good uh, he was definitely one note, and I, yeah, I don't think that was, was his fault at all. He was miscast, if you ask me. He, he yeah. should have been uh, another role. That I love, had more I love Bernie too. He's so he's I. amazing. He him. Uh, I think I think I told you when we were doing uh, doing the um, uh, what was it? God damn it! What show was it? Mm. Oh, oh, mm. my brain! It's mm. uh, Blue Beetle with George yeah. Lopez. Yeah. Uh, George Lopez and the Bernie Mac show yep. used to, uh, when I would stay up late late night during college, used to play back-to-back on different channels, but they yep. would play back-to-back, and I used to watch them all the time. Greatest time of my life. <laughs> Never been happier than to just yeah. eat Domino's pizza late at night watching Bern- Bernie The Bernie Mac. Mac show is just so You know, if I didn't tier. know any better, I would say I was a pothead, because that sounds like something a pothead would do. You're missing uh, everything but the, su- or well, you got <laughs> everything but the substance, that's for sure. Yes. I get high on pizza. God damn, who doesn't? Yes. <laughs> Apparently, potheads. Them, them damn need- Italians did something real good. <laughs> I knew oregano spelled familiar. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think of some other things about this movie. Yeah. I wish, uh, I honestly, I wish Tony Cox was in more. I know that's a little kind of hard yeah. to do. Well, um, that's that's the thing. I wish people would stop casting based on body type. Yeah, and just cast on on personality. Yeah. Uh, which we're starting to see more and more, you know, body type is is less because uh, he was in written, but let me fact check this before I sound like an asshole. Oh, he wasn't in me, myself, and Irene. Who was that? This no, bad. Tony Cox is in it. Is it me, myself, and Irene? Yeah, why didn't I see it in his credits? I don't know because uh, how old do you think me, myself, and Irene is? Oh, I didn't. Oh, god damn it, I didn't see the uh. The See All. I'm like, damn, okay. there's no way that's how many movies he did. No, he's in a lot. All right, so anyway, <laughs> he is in Me, Myself, So and you're Irene. not an asshole. <laughs> so I'm not an asshole. Um, but yeah, I wish he was in more because he's great in both yeah. this and that movie. There's and I'm a sure lot he's great of, in others. I just don't lot remember of, any of his other stuff. There's a lot of dwarf performers uh, who I think should be in more. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I love Peter Dinklage, but he's not the only good... Uh, dwarf performer there is or little person performer i know some yeah. people like dwarf some people like little person i i can't please everybody i um, but stay safe with little person the little person yeah i guess that is is probably better but yeah um yeah like the, there's the the little person who's in in bruges who i hate that i don't know his name and i apologize um but he's he's really good too uh mm-hmm. so there i really wish that they would just stop worrying about body type when writing things yeah. um yeah jordan prentice who plays jimmy and in, in bruges he's he's fantastic uh and it's it's tony cox is is one of the best actors there is it's just he happens to be a little person so yeah uh yeah it's it's a shame uh what really else is there this is just like a very if you if you've got a, a a rougher neck part of your family, this is definitely part or a movie for them. That's mm-hmm. that's for sure. Uh, it is kind of trashy. Yeah. Not not in like a bad way. Not There's, super I mean, trashy. Like it's yeah. 
I mean, the character is the yeah. uh, Willie. I, I think it's um, it's not necessarily what I want from a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I admit it has its audience, obviously. Yeah. So I'm not like upset that it exists. Uh, I want something like either uproariously, ridiculously funny, <laughs> or something a little fantastic when it comes to Christmas movies. This is a little too real, uh, if, <laughs> if, if that makes yeah. sense. Or it's just like, you know, life's not that great. Uh, so, you know, here's a guy that knows life's not great. But I, I do admit the story is better than I thought it would be. And I wish it wasn't trying to be a comedy. Cause I feel like if it was just a mm-hmm. story about a, an alcoholic Santa who befriends a kid, uh, you can have the con man aspect in there, but like, it doesn't need to be a comedy. It's a compelling enough story. Would it have been as successful as it was if it wasn't a company? No, I admit that. That's for sure. But as far as quality goes, it doesn't need to be a comedy. Yeah. Because the parts that I found myself really invested in are the parts where he's kind of turning a new leaf, realizing that, hey, this kid's kind of special, uh, and I, I kind of want to help him out if I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the part that I really liked about it, um, and is honestly the most Christmassy part about it. Everything else, you could take Christmas out of it, and it wouldn't really change anything. Uh, but, you know, that is kind of like a Christmas-esque it's kind of like Scrooge a little bit, where it's just like he didn't ha- get haunted, but he he kind of saw the error of his ways in a way. Um, so Sorry, the comedy kind of just gets in the way for me. Trying to look for somebody. Uh, I had totally forgotten. I guess I didn't really know her at the time, but Octavia Spencer was in this. Yes, yeah. That, that blew my little little pea brain mind. When, for... when you see her, it's not a close up of her, but the second I heard her voice, I was like, "Is that Octavia?" Yeah. Is that Octavia? And then I'm trying to, I trying to remember the chick's name. She was in Mad TV and she plays Alex Lois. Borstein. Yeah, Alex Borstein. Yeah, I I forgot she was in this too. Yeah, uh, there's also Tom McGowan. But she's only uh, in it for like a minute. Yeah. Max. <laughs> uh, so same with Octavia Spencer. She's yeah. not in it that long. Uh, uh, Tom McGowan, who plays, um, uh, I think his name's Pat in Heavyweights. He's the camp counselor in the show, mm. the movie Heavyweights. Uh, as soon as I heard his voice coming down the escalator after being fired as yeah. Santa, I was just like, oh, it's Pat from Heavyweights. It's my man. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people in this that like, I, I feel most people would recognize. Even if they don't know the name or know where they're from, mm-hmm. they would definitely recognize them. For sure. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Uh, this this movie, it's got its target audience. Yeah. Um, it's It's mostly for people who are tired of watching all of the Christmas movies that are that's that have their themes that play all yeah. the time. This I is get something, that, but there are better ones. This than is this. something dirty and different, yeah. for sure. But there are better ones than this as well. Yeah, that, that are that do similar things. Uh, but again, I'm not mad that exists. I'm not mad that people like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, had I been an adult when it came out, I probably would have appreciated it a little bit more. But after 20 years of hype, it just doesn't live up to it, in my opinion. If I hadn't it watched to death. If I hadn't have watched it to death, yes, that yeah. sentence equates. <laughs> uh, if I hadn't watched it to death, I probably would enjoy it today. Um, but God damn, did they ingrain it into my mind. I have a few movies like that, so I understand. Yeah. Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Grease. Grease. My sisters watch both those on a loop. Yep. Even like a, I mean, Step Step Brothers is good still, 
but like that was another one we watched like all the fucking time. Um, mo- a lot of Will Ferrell movies. Yeah, I don't know. I learned something uh, that kind of made me a little, a little sad Aww. about. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which movie it was. Um, Will Ferrell was as old as I am now in a movie. Is it old school? Give me. I don't think. I think he's a little older than me in old school, but it's a movie that I kind of. Night at the Roxbury. Two thousand one, a big movie that came out in two thousand one is what it would be. What the shit? What the fuck? Two thousand one. Here we go. In Zoolander, he's the uh, age I am now. He's the age I am now in Zoolander. Yeah. And Will Ferrell's just one of those people that always looked old. He looked old in SNL, even though he's in his twenties in SNL. Yeah. Um, but the fact that in Zoolander he's as old as I am now. What am I doing in my life? What am I doing? What are we all doing? Listen, Harrison Ford didn't do Han Solo until whenever the fuck he did it. I think we're okay. (laughs) That's my favorite fact. Harrison Ford didn't do Han Solo until he did Harrison Ford. (laughs) Until he did Han Solo. I forget when he did it. I think he was like 40 or some shit. I can't remember. Well, let's find out. Harrison Ford. Oh, goddamn. A lot of... Actors didn't get well, yeah, their big break until later. We're going to be okay, God damn We it. are going to be okay. <sighs> or not. Who knows? I, there's, I, a, I, there's a lot more people who fail than succeed. I think so. I'm going to live my day-to-day life. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, he was 35. Okay. Oh, shit. We're com- it's coming up. <laughs> oh, I got one more year. I got one more year to make it big. <laughs> we got to do something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. Um, I didn't like it as much as I was hoping I would like it. But yeah. that's probably because of 20 years of uh, people overhyping it. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, same here. All right. So that does it for the review of Bad Santa. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be a unanimous decision whether that goes to the KFR shelf with the legs of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, this was my pick, so I get to go first. Mm. You know, I, I went into this really wanting to put it on the shelf. I was excited uh, to watch it. You know, I like kind of like the misanthrope thing. A lot of my movies are about misanthropes, and by a lot, I mean one. It just happens to be oh. my most successful one. Uh, and I just kind of connect with misanthropes a lot for different reasons. Not the alcoholic part of it with this. No, never, never. Uh, but the, the uh, you know, the people are jerks part of it. Yeah. Um, but it just ultimately wasn't as funny I was hoping. It wasn't as clever as I was hoping. I think that's the biggest thing. It's just kind of like, hey, he's dressed as Santa and he's cursing and kids are spitting on his face. Mm-hmm. And that's the joke. So I was a little yeah. disappointed in that. So I would say that this does not go on the shelf, unfortunately. Ooh, wow. What Sorry. am I going to do over here? Uh, da, 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 da. So I would say, personally, that um, for me... I've watched it to death. I don't ever want to fucking watch this again. <laughs> I'm sorry um, I picked it. <laughs> but again, not that it's a bad movie. I just yeah. have seen it to death. Um, I think, though, that being said, I do think uh, that a Christmas shelf should always have variety to it, and it shouldn't be the same types of movies at all times on that shelf, like fucking Nightmare Before Christmas or Christmas movie, or Christmas story, or fucking National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, I think there should be more variety. And first this, of all, this has different variety to first it. First of all, some of those that you said are great movies. I'm not going to say which ones. They're all great but. movies. 
I just do not want to watch them 35 times. I don't appreciate every your single tone time. is what I'm saying. I don't appreciate your tone. <laughs> I love every Christmas? single one of those movies. But okay. I can't watch any of those anymore. <laughs> I literally don't even watch TV during Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm just so tired of it. But for the Christmas shelf, I do think there should be variety. And I think all, all those movies I did name would probably end up on that, that shelf. And I think this probably should, too, just for the variety. Um, and it, it is a good movie. It's for, it's for people who aren't necessarily uh, Mike or I. But as for our KFR shelf, probably not. I don't know. Yeah. It was okay. It was uh, a good movie. But, yeah, I think there are just better movies that do the whole shtick shtick better. Um, I can't really think of any at the moment, but mm. it's just, I don't know. I was hoping for more. But yes, Bad Santa, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, does not make it on the KFR shelf with the likes yeah. of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to next week's assignment. Glenn, Oh, it is your turn to bring us some holiday uh, cheer. Yes. What God are damn we it. watching? You picked a movie that I watched, and now it's time for me to pick a movie that you've watched that I have not. <laughs> Oh, this one's gonna be this one's gonna tickle your fancy. It's gonna make the loins go tingly wingly. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to watch White Christmas. and Vera Ellen as the sisters who have them in a spin. With Dean Jagger as the unemployed general they take under their wing. Apparently there's still quite a bit about show business I don't understand. Oh, it'll come to you, sir. Just takes time. We wouldn't be any good as generals. You weren't any good as privates. In your days, be merry and This bad boy is going to be on Netflix. Came out all the way in 1954. A successful song and dance team become romantically involved with a sister act and team up to save the failing Vermont Inn of their former commanding general. Mm. Wow, that's insane that I said those things. Directed by Michael Curtis. uh, Written by Norman Krasna. uh, They're both named Norman. That's that's crazy. <laughs> Two writers named Norman. You saw my brain just do like a hamster wheel just there? Yes, people, <laughs> people can have the same name, Glenn. God damn! What a world we live in. Yeah. Uh, written by Norman Krasna. Uh, also written by Norman Pan- Panama. Uh, Melvin Frank. And then it stars... Uh, oh, God, they look like an L on my screen. Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, Vera Ellen, Dean jagger uh mary wickles 
That sounds like a fake name yeah. too. That's uh, Wickles. It's, oh, Wix. it's not even Wickles. It's, it's Wix. Oh man, that's why it's that's why it was a fake name. It yeah. was Wix. <laughs> and plenty of other people. But I have never seen this movie before. And like I was just stating, I want to see different Christmas movies. And somehow I've escaped my whole life without seeing White Christmas. So uh, the funny thing is, I picked a movie that your family ran into the ground. Yep. Uh, you picked a movie my family ran into the ground, which I used to hate until like five, six years ago. I rewatched it and I was like, it brings me holiday cheer. I'm not going to say if it's good or not. Yeah. But I don't I don't hate it as much as I did when I was a teenager because my parents and sisters washed it into the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. You can't stop me singing next week, so I apologize <laughs> to everyone. And I don't want to, goddammit. Yeah. It's, There's it's, also not many Danny Kaye movies that I've seen. Danny uh, like Kaye. It's like on one hand. Like it's here's, less... here's a hot take that uh, everyone who knows Danny Kaye agrees with that I've talked to. Danny Kaye is a more complete talent than Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra uh, and whoever else is in Singing in the Rain. Um, mm. on, singing... Gene Kelly. He's a more complete talent than Gene Kelly, Bing Crosby, and Frank Sinatra. Now, I'm not saying that he's better at those particular talents as those people, but he's more complete. Wait, have I never watched a Danny Kaye movie? I'm pretty sure I made you watch The Court Jester. Did I finish it, though? Oh, you fucking piece of shit. You better have finished it. <laughs> the pellet with the poison is the vessel with the pestle, the vessel with uh, the tr- flagon with the dragon is the brew that is true. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't think I fully finished Court Jester. I think I got a good portion of the way through, but I never actually went through the whole thing. This is going to be my first actual full-length Danny Kaye film. I'm going to need you to watch Court Jester in its entirety. I admit, fine, I'll do it too for... The beginning is is boring. Like, I fully admit that. When when I first watched Court Jester as a child, I was like, this is boring. And then once it got going, I was like, this is the fucking funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire yeah, life. You, I said that when I was six in front of my pastor father. He said, oh, excuse yeah. me. He said, boy. So wow. Boy. This, <laughs> you, you this, young, this young child got a mouth on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to white, watch White Christmas. Uh, good, and I want good. you to watch a core jester and give it a fair shake. I, I shall shake it for sure. Okay. So. White Christmas is our assignment for next week. Thank you everyone for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore view. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when Glenn and I are sisters. Sisters. Glenn, you'll get that next week. Yeah, I'll understand stop the reference. Stop the, stop the, stop the, stop the mister. Ooh. Mmm. Wow. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs>